News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. And for more on this, I'm joined now by Lauren McEvitt, a former UK government special advisor. Good morning to you, Lauren. You've heard possibly some of what myself and Shane were saying there. Um, your reaction to, the, to, I suppose, the news just moments ago that Brandon Lewis has now resigned. How long do you think Boris has left? I mean, from an existential crisis point of view, it's clear he doesn't have very long left. From a mechanics point of view, he has about as long left as the 1922 committee have mm. to get their act together to get him out. So we're talking about sort of two different timelines there. Because on the first timeline, it doesn't really seem that Boris Johnson is going to give an inch and walk out the door, regardless of how many people leave. And on the second timeline, we still need to get to Monday where the 1922 committee have a vote for a new committee leadership to then put through a vote on a rule change. And the reason why they've done that, it may seem like a, a silly thing to do, but the reason why they've done that is to make sure that the committee itself sort of has absolutely no questions about it when it comes to whether or not it has a mandate to do it. So what it's doing is guaranteeing that if they do push forward a rule change, they've done so with a renewed mandate from the backbenchers, um, which they believe to be important to combat what will come out of number 10 in terms of sort of hostile communications. I, I suppose, Lauren, from the outside looking in, though, Boris's position looks like an exercise in futility because irrespective of whether the mechanism exists currently for them to oust him, it will only be a matter of days till it does exist. So he's hanging on, uh, you know, a, a big headline across the front page of The, of the Guardian this morning, you know, about him being deluded. Um, can, have you any sense of why he's behaving in the way he is when, when really he's on a hiding to nothing? Yes. So... One of the interesting things about all of this was that no confidence letters that went through during that vote um, a couple of weeks ago. One of the interesting ones was from a man called Jesse Norman, who's obviously an Edmund Burke scholar and, you know, a, a very learned man when it comes to sort of the history of the Conservative Party. And his view was that the the prime minister was beginning to behave too much like a presidential leader and he was very uncomfortable with the road that that was taking us down. And I think that he's absolutely right. And you see that time and again as Boris and his allies mention the 14 million mandate. Yeah, he's claiming that mandate for himself. But in the United Kingdom, we don't vote that way. We vote for an MP from a particular party who's standing on a manifesto to deliver that manifesto with a party. That party then goes to Westminster if they form the majority the then leader of that party becomes the prime minister. If that party doesn't have confidence in their leader anymore, they get rid of him, they form a new one. We do not elect one individual. Nothing in our system exists to elect one individual. And he is beginning to try and change the narrative to say that he was elected as one individual. Um, And that is some very dangerous territory for the conversations we have about the United Kingdom. I heard you talking um, before I came on about whether or not people in Ireland might feel um, slightly better about the politics in Ireland by watching what's going on across across the water. Um, and, you know, one of the things that's interesting about that, of course, is Ireland is working with a much more modern constitution. It may not feel like it occasionally because, you know, modern from 100 years ago sometimes doesn't feel like it, but it is a much more modern constitution. And so the reason why you know, some of these things are allowed to be gotten away with in the UK is because we're dealing with some very arcane mechanisms. And on the one hand, that can work quite well for the United Kingdom. It can give, you know, sort of some 
latitude in, in how the law is approached, the common legal system being one of our greatest exports still. Um, and on the other hand, it can lead to situations like this where someone can abuse it. And, you know, for the mother of all parliaments at Westminster, yeah. for this abuse to really only have just shown up now, actually, is probably testament to the fact that it's quite test- rigorous. Lastly, before I let you go, uh, Lauren, where do you think we're going to go from here? Just, just more resignations throughout the day, more pressure put on Boris. Do you think it's likely that we will see him resign imminently it or do you think he's going to wait till the bitter like- end? It seems like, well, A, it seems like he'll hang on to the bitter end. B, it seems like there will be more resignations today. And where that puts us is in some really very dangerous territory because the, the work of government can't go on. The United Kingdom has a very proud and very good track record of a neutral civil service who are able to, you know, handle government affairs while there are elections going on. And, and, and you know, the mechanics of the inside of government are not in question here. But there are bill committees being cancelled today because there are no ministers to appear before them. And that position will get worse and worse as there are fewer and fewer ministers. And where it gets really dangerous is Liz Truss is heavily involved in the NATO accession talks with Finland and Sweden and the agreement with Turkey. Um, The chancellor obviously has to stabilise the markets. The transport secretary has an imminent rail strike to deal with. There are some people in the government who will quite rightly feel that they have a national obligation to not resign because their department cannot yes. be left without leadership. Okay. Look, thank and you. What's interesting is some of, some of those people are future leadership candidates and how that reflects upon them will be a very difficult thing for them to articulate when this is all over. Look, thank you very much for speaking to me. That is Lauren McEvitt, their former UK Conservative government special advisor. She mentioned the Chancellor there, the newly appointed Chancellor, of course, Shane, who promptly turned around and expressed a lack of confidence in Boris. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, the Exchequer Secretary to the Treasury, Helen Wheatley, has resigned along with uh, Brandon Lewis. Uh, Interesting, Julian Smith, another former Northern Secretary, speaking on BBC Radio in the last couple of moments, uh, basically says it's a preposterous argument for Boris Johnson to claim he's a personal mandate to government. He's holding out in a Trumpian style and worryingly challenging the system that we've run the country in uh, for years, which is exactly uh, the point that Lauren was making to you just a couple of moments ago. We will uh, return to the story and we will keep you updated because I suspect there will be a lot more developments uh, over the next uh, two hours. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.